Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Let's Talk Learn Tech podcast with me your host Pranjali Lehri. What if you could turn every employee into a learner? What if learning truly happened in the flow of work while at office, outside or working remotely from home? One thing certain for organizations it would mean a positive training ROI while for the learners continuous skilling and growth. But driving learner adoption and engagement is easier said than done especially in the distributed and dispersed work environment we are in today which is why my guests for today Amar Pawar AVP Technology Megha Shetge product specialist and Prashant Talele technical manager will be distilling their hands-on experience in assisting businesses transition to digital learning to thrive and to succeed in a remote working setup amar i'll start with you how do you think remote working has impacted learner adoption and engagement with respect to employee capability development well pranjali the adoption has been going out pretty well and there is lot of appetite for learning based digital tools but there are definitely challenges uh, which we are facing as we are you know onboarding lot of our customers one of the major challenges is definitely the change management and how they are going about this entire onboarding learning management tool into their organization so it's right from you know trying to understand and identify their current processes which they are currently using whether the kind of content that they are having right now their the mode of trainings that they are conduct and uh, trying to understand and close those process gaps so these are some of the key challenge areas but uh, we are also learning through these you know challenges when they come across but uh, yes it has been the appetite is there but uh, we need to make sure that uh, we are well prepared for that in considering all these aspects and are able to address them for our customers understood so um, on one hand there is an uptake in digital tools and technologies but on the other what you're trying to say is there is a lack of readiness on both parts so maybe it's something to do with the a provider trying to upgrade his or her system and on the other side of the table it's about the organizations themselves upskilling or getting ready to adopt digital in every way form and shape yes absolutely so it is about the adoption mainly there are many companies uh, who are already having a proper lnd team and a well structured training plan so it becomes slightly easier for us in that when 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 you're dealing with a customer or team of learners and lnd champions who are experienced using an lms system but there have been also an influx of customers who are trying to training or an lnd process for the very first time and that's where you know the most of the challenges come in because it is not only a new technology or a new platform that they are trying their hands on but it's also about you know trying to remap their processes and converting into more digital processes and understand how it all works so they, these are some of the key challenges but we are we are able to address it with lot of hand holding lot of process mapping and training and support that we would provide to the customer got it amar it's a perfect segue for me to come to megha because uh, megha you work in training so what observations do you have on product training itself how do you think it differs now from the pre covid days do you see a change in approach is there a change in the depth of hand holding as amar said uh, what has changed really for you so we all know the covid-19 time has initiated lockdown um, in phases or in continuous forms the world over 
We also understand e-learning can be initiated and done from anywhere at any time. Unavailability of physical space or infrastructure does not limit its scope. Thus, it provides the perfect space for learning interaction without any physical contact required. But yes, for many industries, classroom training being mainstream learning model prior to pandemic, the online learning more considered as nice to have tool is now becoming a necessity. The whole LND system has been forced to evolve around alternative formats of learning offering models, I can say. And if you ask me, uploaded video courses on LMS and interactive live streaming of the classes through LMS have been game changers in this arena. So now it is definitely imperative for all of us to explore full potential of online learning platform. And that's the reason we can see surge for product training request uh, and for digital adoption requirements, I can say. Absolutely. I think we are not just transitioned to a remote working environment, but in our ways, we have also transitioned to a complete new way of working, doing and learning. The points you mentioned about the ILT phased out and being replaced with more of e-learning modules or modes of training also is an indicator of the times to come. So coming back to you, Amar, from your experience, how can organizations, again, LND in particular, aid learner adoption and engagement during these times? So one of the uh, key areas, as I touched upon earlier, is about the entire change management. But a stage prior to that is also to for us as, as LMS vendors to understand what are the key requirements that the LND teams wishes to achieve or you know the key goals that they wish to achieve by onboarding an LMS platform. So, for example, there are organizations who are heavily using uh, classroom trainings, the instructor-led trainings, as their uh, primary mode of training, and uh, they are having subject matter experts visit their offices or premises or arrange some kind of sessions where the learners can in person interact with these subject matter experts. So these all need to now change and they need to look forward to adopt to a virtual learning experience where either the training is delivered through some kind of a content, a digital content like a video or an e-learning course, or if they could also consider something like a video conferencing tool where which could be used to offer the same kind of training, not in person, but virtually through tools like you know, GoToMeeting, Zoom or the likes of WebEx. Microsoft Teams, they can consider all these tools and ensure that the similar kind of experience is offered to their user groups. Now, that is one area, but then there also comes a very important area for getting the customers on board is the communication strategy that they need to make sure that their users are aware of, of you know, what this new, new tool is all about and what are the benefits of using such a tool. So that needs to be taken care through proper offering the right kind of training to be made available to the administrators from the LND team who are going to primarily use the systems in trying to set it up, configure it for their learners, and also helping them guide in terms of how best they can utilize and take, uh, you know, maybe also consider as an LND strategy in terms of converting their content, which is maybe in a format of a document or maybe in a very uh, non-interactive kind of a format. If we can convert all of these content into some interactive uh, content and also offer them services where they can subscribe to some of the shelf content which which are much more interactive and tried and tested and built by subject matter experts so we try to guide our customers and lnd teams in terms of understanding what is their requirement and then how to go about 
onboarding this LMS and train their, make sure that they are all ready to onboard their end users and able to address any of the queries that might come across to them. Agreed, Amar. Uh, so we spoke of one important bucket, which is the new customers, and that is where the onboarding piece comes in place. Yeah. And you spoke elaborately of the different things that can be done or should be done by both the parties to ensure that the end users uh, understand what what's in it for them so that they have that engagement or adoption already on their mind and they're able to transition faster and seamlessly to the learning platform or any tool that has been introduced to them. But do you also have something to say about the existing client engagements, perhaps some clients that we are working with for quite some time and that we had to align our strategies to their change strategy? Absolutely. So this is kind of a constant change. So, you know, there are a lot of things that we need to be constantly in touch with our, our customers and our, our existing customers on. So we keep on adding a lot of new features and there are a lot of new learnings that we understand every day through our to the market, the way it is changing, to the con new type of content and the interactivities that are added uh, to the platform. Also, we also keep a very close eye in terms of the competitors. And what we try to do is whenever we do a release of a new version of the LMS, we are not only offering them kind of a handholding in terms of under explaining them what exactly has changed and what are the new features and the benefits out of it. We also try to offer them a 24 by 7 support to ensure that they get you know, completely comfortable with these new features or the changes that we have offered. We are also trying to, you know, increase a more focus on AI-based modules where we can automate some of the workflows and ensure that there is a good adoption of the platform and it's able to deliver the right kind of content to the end users. So we have spoken about the adoption from an operation and process perspective mainly, but let's talk about the product itself. So further to remote working, what I'm also observing is that we are working in times of the multi-generational workplace. We have different generations work together on maybe a common project itself. So how can training such a diverse group of learners be achieved from a product point of view? Prashant, can you share some views on this? With this remote working in very much demand uh, nowadays uh, with this situation, uh, there are multiple age groups, uh, I can say, these generations, I can say, these are uh, accessing the LMS modules. So uh, broadly, I can uh, divide these generations within maybe uh, three groups. That is group one, uh, that is age group between 10 to uh, 25 odd years. Then group two could be uh, 25 to 45 years and uh, group three will be 45 plus years. So these are the various type of users these are accessing the lms system remotely so uh, as per their generations and their demands we need to facilitate the, the kind of uh, features and the uh, learning to them so uh, that can be achieved via blended learning that is online plus offline kind of uh, learning for them again there is a, uh, we can provide them the artificial intelligence uh, and that will automatically suggest users to know what kind of uh, content they can take or this content will be suggested to them and uh, this ai uh, that is artificial intelligence uh, these uh, recommendations can be delivered via enhanced uh, user experience uh, that can be uh, delivered to the users so that the users will be engage on that platform and a better impact of that platform can be generated. 
Understood, Prashant. So what we are saying is that it's important to understand the target audience that you're catering to, segmenting them into three buckets as you differentiated them as group one, which again, if I have to term in terms of what they're called generation-wise, uh, would be Gen Z, then you'll have the millennials and maybe the Gen X together, the second one, and the third was the boomers, yes. right? So then devising a strategy that talks to that target group, because typically every target group, every generation has been brought up or not been brought up on certain set of technologies. Uh, yes, I like the idea of using the features which are already there in your learning platform or are a part of your digital learning repository and aligning them to each of your target audience. Amazing. All right. So, um, Megha, you mentioned earlier how product training itself has evolved over the past couple of months, uh, which was largely induced by COVID. So let's dig a bit deeper into the training piece itself. How do you think it plays into the learner's learning journey? And by learning journey, I'm also pointing towards adoption and engagement, which are key parts of this. By effective product training, what we do, we support the L&D departments for digital uh, transformation, smooth selling. We help them lay the foundation for digital adoption, you can say, by aligning their processes with LMS features as well as workflows. So to provide training and onboarding of their users in the type, format, as well as space and space that works best for them. In addition to that, we also understand and analyze their domain-specific requirements and help them with the workarounds. And uh, just to support what Amar said earlier, that we take feedback from every client of ours seriously, and we try to incorporate, enhance uh, the feedback in the form of new features um, in our upcoming releases or the versions, as our journey is constant um, you can say evolving. So that's how uh, we help our client stakeholders to buy in, which facilitates learner adoption, I can say. And in addition to that, if you uh, ask me how companies can best use it, so yes, definitely to support uh, Prashant's point as well, the encouraging digital adoption across the organization by realigning the process around the digital formats or i can say platforms that is what could be done uh, from clients side also by designing the learning solutions enhancing the learner engagement by facilitating social learning or uh, using variety of learning materials uh, like rich media formats videos off the shelf learning e-learning modules podcast so we can ensure the learning platform that appeals to majority of target groups, as we, we were just talking about, like, you know, Gen X or Gen Y and boomers. Apart from that, using variety of teaching techniques from self-directed uh, micro learning to goal-based and problem-based learning. That's uh, what I would like to say on this. Agreed. Successful training is a culmination of the right modalities, the right strategy. But most important of this is the training piece again, because it sometimes is a milestone where you either at the time of a version release or either at the time of onboarding are the first point of contact that sets the tone for the rest of the relationship and the rest of the process that follows. So with all things considered, the onboarding, support, training, upgrade, even customer relationship management, What's the importance of management buy-in and manager activation? Amar, do you want to elaborate on this for me? So management buy-in is, is absolutely of utmost uh, importance. 
and uh, you can only get a management buy-in. You know, it, it has become slightly easier during this period, you know, because we could see that even the management themselves are pushing in their L&D teams to try to see how more they can use this particular period. But in general, uh, if L&D teams really wish to take a management buy-in for an L&D budget or onboarding an LMS platform, I believe uh, the some of the key areas is clearly defining the goal and ensuring that they are able to clearly identify the ROI or the end written on their investment, how they are able to uh, going to deliver it to them. Is it going to be an increase in terms of you know the optimization of their training cost? Is it going to be the overall outcome of the compliance or the training needs of their individuals and upscaling and rescaling requirements? Or is it about the overall productivity enhancement that they could offer to the organization, thereby, again, you know, impacting the overall profitability of the organization? So they have to be very clear in terms of defining those business goals. Second is they need to have a very clear communication strategy. When I say clear communication strategy is again about, you know, ensuring what is going to happen once we are onboarding a certain L&D process or a certain LMS platform, what are the key benefits out of it and how, what is going to be the change uh, that is going to happen. And definitely, you know, they have to have a very clear and well defined training plan for their teams, a training budget, which is basically clearly again somewhere is mapping back to the business goals that they have defined earlier. So if we are able to prepare that kind of a business plan or a, a proper case for the management, there's definitely a good chance of a management buy-in for such a platform. And they would be definitely agreeing to accepting the budget. But again, as I said, the pandemic has only worked well in the favor of the L&D teams and it has become slightly easier to get the management buy-in. Absolutely. Management buy-in does uh, flow top-down and which is why manager activation is also a key part of it where if you identify LND champions or LMS champions or any digital learning champion in your company, it's easier for the message because we spoke about clear communication to really flow transparently, seamlessly to all entities. Prashant, do you have any thoughts from standpoint of the LearnTech platform? when it comes to the importance of getting manager activation and management buy-in and what can support this? For any of the L&D managers or the administrators, those are operating the learning management system. The key tools they can use is the reporting tool and maybe the analytics. The reporting, with the help of reporting tools, they can drill down to the detailed analysis of how their users are performing or where uh, their training needs are. And with the use of analytics, the higher management, that is the third group that we have categorized, uh, the boomers, uh, they can, they can uh, maybe the second group can also utilize this uh, analytics and uh, they can get to know how their organization and the users are performing in terms of the training that is offered to them and where they are lagging so by the use of these tools they can redesign or rethink of any training needs for their users so this way the reporting and analytics these are the key tools for them again there is one more feature that is the line manager functionality the main administrators or the lnd heads they can allocate a few line managers for the group of certain users they can take control over over their users activity so we can consider it as a second in command kind of uh, user role they can 
review the their team members uh, progress and if they need anything they can help them to identify uh, and correct their uh, requirements understood so um, the main point here being whatever information that your analytic tool gives you is critical for in intelligent decision making which aids the management buying because at the end of the day and Amar spoke of this you need to demonstrate a ROI return on investment is critical for the L&D to invest further into the training of their employees so my summarization of this entire conversation is that there is not a single way to bring in learner engagement and adoption the key is to really keep your ears to the ground, stay agile in your approach, and start with the low-hanging fruit. But all in all, the important thing is to prioritize employee capability development. So as critical as it is to look inward to your own team, your top management, your LMS champions, LMS administrators, it's equally important to involve your digital learning partners in the discussion so they're able to support you every step of the way, right from providing training to tech support to partaking in your learning journey itself through timely product upgrades and innovation. All right, guys, before I let you go, here's something fun. I call it the rapid fire. Are you guys ready? I'll give each one of you a term with respect to digital learning. You have to explain that term to a four-year-old. I'm going to underline four-year-old. So, Mega, I'll start with you. The term you have to explain is learner adoption. He just needs to understand how to, I mean, he's being presented with a new game and all he has to just do, understand how to play with it. Okay, I'll take that. Prashant, the next one's for you. Mm -hmm. It's learner engagement. So learner engagement is a kind of interactive and interesting things uh, that a learner can enjoy while learning. Amar, the last ones for you, digital transformation. Digital transformation, the way I would explain him, my son, would be like the way they were taking their classes in person. And now they are taking their classes on Microsoft Teams and the other tools that, that are you know, made available to them. That is like a good example of a digital transformation. All right. That's all from our side. We would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening, you all. See you next month.